Go to Joe 30330. Joe 30330. Go to Joe 30330. Here are a few important suggestions for the use of your dial telephone. Before calling any number, first secure the number from your new directory. Then remove the receiver and listen for the dial tone. It sounds like this. That tone indicates everything is ready for your call. With the receiver off the hook, dial the desired number. For example, suppose you want to dial 23650. Dial each numeral in this manner, pulling the dial around to the finger stop each time. Be sure to allow the dial to freely return to its normal position. And this is the ringing signal. Joe, three o three three. Joe, three o three o. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. things and bernie would have won and he did win the debate and i'll have more on that coming up later in the show 95.3 fm 1470 wwn hi everybody welcome to the brit summer show and i wish uh, i could stick to having fun here because it's it gets you can't talk about politics without just getting angry so i, I wanted to start off with on a light note uh, like uh, the Manson murders. <laughs> no, I did not see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, although I do want to. I, it's just one of those things. I, you know, I'm like busy and I don't have the time. And and, and, and within about, oh, 10 minutes from now, it, it'll be on Amazon. But I, I am interested in seeing it. 
And I hope the uh, programmers of that uh, new Los Angeles uh, progressive station watch it as well because they'll hear this. And that's how L.A. radio is supposed to sound. From what I'm reading, because uh, I didn't see it, and from the previews, uh, KHJ is featured in the background throughout the film, despite the Manson murders. Uh, I, I'm not interested in looking at the Manson murders. I am interested in looking at the uh, work they put into for the retrospective. For And it's a 50-year-ago movie. Now, that's the new thing this year because of the moonshot. Uh, everything goes back 50 years, and it's an interesting demarcation point, because 69 was like, it was a helter-skelter year, as the Beatles put it. It was a roller coaster, up and down. Man, so much happened that year. Mostly bad, but a lot of good stuff happened in 69. I mean, some of the best muscle cars ever produced by Detroit were out. There was some fun stuff. The music is uh, still can't be matched to this day. The spice and variety, the uh, talent, the enormous amount of talent that you heard on the air back then. Because, uh, well, there was one rule. Because of the Beatles, which were still together back then, uh, because of them, you had to be good. You had to be pretty damn good to get on the air. You see, there was a uh, bar of achievement established with that. They, we don't have that anymore. Now, now just go to Best Buy, buy your software, and maybe uh, you'll get uh, you'll sell a, a file. Yay! And there's that other movie, which I did not see, where the Indian guy uh, wakes up, I guess, and uh, the Beatles never existed, but he knows they did. By golly, and he goes out there and uh, copies all of their songs. <laughs> There's another one I'll wait for Netflix or Amazon. Oh, but uh, the reason I bring that one up is because they didn't waste any time coming out with another movie where another Indian guy, uh, he wakes up one day and there's never been Bruce Springsteen, but he's heard of Bruce Springsteen. So he copies all. At least that's the way the, the trailers are running. It's the same uh, <laughs> regurgitated storyline. So they got to switch from a, a, an Indian guy to an African-American. Per, it could be a girl or guy. And then uh, they wake up and there's never been a Motown. Boy, can you imagine that movie? But... He or she knows that there was indeed a Motown, so they copy all this song. And again, where are you going to find a Marvin Gaye? And where are you going to find a Smokey Robinson? Where are you going to find a uh, Stevie Wonder? Where are you going to find a James Jamerson? Where are you going to find any of those studio musicians at all? I mean, I'm sure there's talented musicians out there, but but, uh, James Jamerson, for example, uh, sure... There's bass players that can trace what he did, and I saw that on the Motown 60th, and uh, they were good. They they made an erstwhile attempt to uh, play James Jamerson, but there's a there's a, a feeling uh, that trained musicians put into their sound, and that cannot be copied. Sorry, not even with software, you know. But I do want to see the Once a Time uh, in Hollywood, and I also read that uh, they're coming out with. Uh, a sequel to Aquaman, which which was so stupid, except for the part that he can get out of water. I mean, the joke was, that, well, good is Aquaman if you're on land. Uh, but being into stupid superhero movies, 
the, uh, the sequel will be coming out. And here's, I want to get a step ahead of the curve here, and they, they may copy me. See if I'm right about this when the uh, sequel to Aquaman comes out, because they completely overlook this in the first film. The continent of Atlantis was an island yes. which lay before the Great Flood uh -huh. in the area we now call the Atlantic Ocean. Florida State sucks. So great an area of land that from her western shores those beautiful sailors journeyed to the south and the North Americas with ease. Yaman. In their ships with painted sails. It takes forever to get that taste and smell out of your system. To the east, Africa was her neighbor across a short strait of sea miles. Uh huh. The great Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture. Yes. The antediluvian kings colonized the world. All the gods who play in the mythological dramas, in all legends from all lands, were from fair Atlantis. All of these things. Knowing her fate, Atlantis sent out ships to all corners of the earth. On board were the twelve. The poet, the physician, the farmer, the scientist, the magician, and the other so-called gods of our legends. Though gods they were, oh yeah, gods they and were. as the elders of our time choose to remain blind, let us rejoice and let us sing and dance and ring in the new. Okay! Hail Atlantis! think they're gonna uh, oh maybe they uh, already thought about it and uh, the rights were too expensive i don't know how much could donovan possibly want i don't know I'm surprised they left this out of the uh, first one. Maybe it'll be in a second. See? Always ahead of the curve on the Brit Summer Show. Why, I'll bet you it's in the next one. So, so okay, here's the story. An Indian guy wakes up and there's no, never been a Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I missed my calling. I, I should have went to uh, L.A. and became a, uh, a screenwriter because all you have to do is copy stuff. I can do that. I can transcribe scripts from other movies. <laughs> By the way, there's a lawsuit going on out there between a Christian rock band, and you know how great they are. Oh. Oi! And Katy Perry. And uh, they both did a song that goes like this. Ready? Yes, that, that's kind of like how it goes. 
And there's a big lawsuit for the <laughs> copyright infringement. Because, and if you hear this, some both songs start like, That's music, dude! <laughs> yeah. So, I hope they both lose. Okay, so we got this uh, Indian guy who, uh, the only one in the world who's ever heard of Bruce Springsteen, even Bruce Springsteen never heard of him. So, <laughs> maybe it'll sound something like this. with chocolate though I love the taste it goes right to my waist my belt I just can't buckle it when that ice cream float goes down my throat everything's okey-doke until I see the numbers on the scale FM 1470 WWNN You are still listening to Believe it or not, the Brit Summer Show And just recently Because my show wasn't on that weekend But we recently celebrated the 50th anniversary Of the moon landing And if you haven't heard enough about it Well, I'm going to say some more (laughs) Oh, the the debate? Should I get to the debate? (sighs) Maybe later I'll get into my angry politics later in the show. But yeah, the the, uh, moon landing 50 years ago. And and to all the deniers, here's a a little fun tip. Next time you encounter a denier saying, it was all a, a TV set. It never really happened. It was all done for the television. Number one, first ask them this. You mean all of them? And uh, invariably they'll say, uh, whoever it is will say, there were more? You mean... Yeah, there were five altogether. And the first one was the most famous one because it was on late primetime. I think it was just before 11 at night. It was still primetime television with just three channels back then. So, yeah, the ratings were very high. But they had more, but were televised like early in the morning, during Saturday morning cartoons. And little by little, public interest dropped off. Uh, so why would they go through the trouble of making it fake if no one was tuning in to begin with? And they knew they had no ratings, so there would be no point to that. So I guess, seems to me, that they must have really went to the moon to play golf. And if I may quote Jack Benny, who in 1975, I can't find this audio, I tried. So I'm paraphrasing what Jack Benny said in 1975, when Merv Merv Griffin asked him, what do you think about the the moon program ending or something like that? And Jack said, well, you know, they never found anything on the moon. You see, they went around the moon, they went under the moon, they went over the moon, and they still didn't find anything on the moon. And during, uh, and during the Obama administration, if you'll recall, we were, for some reason, 
experimenting with bombs on the moon. I'm going to play this again because it's one of my Because <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just so stupid. We were dropping bombs on the moon just to see uh, what would happen. You might as well drop fish on the moon. But I was having a discussion with, uh, in fact, with several people about the same thing. Everybody's thinking of 50 years ago. What was it like? And you can't help but think of 50 years from the future. Right now, 2019. What will life be like in 2069? What will that possibly be? Could this be a halfway point to the future? So what? Okay, let's take this time span from 1969 <laughs> to 2019. How far have we progressed? Well, 50 years later, we don't have flying cars. We're still burning coal like it's uh, 1819. We don't have any of the fun stuff we thought we'd have within that 50-year period of time. As opposed to, if you go from 1919 to 1969, it was like a completely different earth. The entire landscape changed. The technology moved at such a rapid pace. So what do we get now from 1969 to 2019? What do we have? We got a stupid phone and then maybe uh, some goofy t-shirts. Because as far as clothes fashions are concerned, uh, the 60s fashions are back. There's really no difference. I mean, I'm glad the 70s fashions are not. Oh, please don't bring those back. Those were the worst. That's when everybody dressed like a clown. The only thing that remains uh, for women's wear in the 70s, or the, sh the shoes are pretty similar to what we got now, except they're being made in uh, Singapore instead of here. But yeah, that's what we got. You'd think with all that promise, with the moon landing and all this, and all those great things happening. I mean, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of misery going on there. That's true. But I'm thinking of the positive stuff where you, you could have built dreams on. Uh, they all died. Yeah, what we got, we're all looking down at our phones. All day. Welcome to the future, boys and girls. So really, all the advancements made in the last 50 years is microprocessing. Yay! Really, as far as anything, the cars, are, the cars were more exciting back then. The music was far better than what we got now. Uh, and wasn't a corporately approved news. It was actual news with a fairness doctrine in place and real FCC policy that ensured that they delivered you all the facts without all the showbiz like uh, CNN does. I'm going to get to that. So how do we wind up as fucked up as we are right now and with really no real noticeable advancements? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the music went down. The cars are boring like, like coma-inducing bubbles. They don't fly. The cars don't fly. No. And, and I'm saying this for a reason, because if you think about 50 years from now, <laughs> you know what's going to happen 50 years from now? We'll probably be looking even further down at our phones. It is all part of corporate manipulation, and that goes back many years, but that, that's what we're all, we're all victims and zombies of right now. <laughs> Fly me to the moon Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance 
3 FM 1470 WWNN and I'm going to give you my takeaway on the uh, debate now I don't I, I never like because it's a sport hole term what's your take here's my take I'm not giving you a take it's my takeaway of uh, what I witnessed in that CNN debacle and this much I can say at the top is that Bernie Sanders survived an assassination attempt sanctioned by uh, CNN. He made it out alive. As far as I'm concerned, him and uh, Liz Warren won that debate. But you won't hear the CNN or MSNBC pundits, the so-called liberal press, you won't hear them say that it was Bernie and Liz that won. Uh, they both did equally well. And 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 booty, 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 Judge, he did good too. But it was those two that won that debate. And what they'll tell you is that it was this... Uh, Steve Bullock's, and uh, I know it's Bullock, but I prefer the British version, Bullock's, who, who, that's what he is, and I'll tell you that uh, the new rising star from that debate was John Delaney, boy, he's about as exciting as, oh, let's see, Vanilla ice cream melting on a hot city sidewalk with a dog peeing on it. That's how exciting John Delaney is. And oh yes, oh yes, I'm well aware that he's a multimillionaire and that's why big corporate and MSNBC and CNN like him. Oh, he's the star. He's the front runner. He's the best. He's going to, he's going to, he, he, first of all, looks like John Fiedler. I put this on my Facebook page. Now, John Fiedler I think was also the voice of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and he was in The Odd Couple. And in several respects, he was in The Odd Couple. In the movie, he was their poker friend. And on the TV show, he was a cruel dog trainer. <laughs> John Fiedler. You've seen him a million times. He's He always played the mousy but mean character. Or, or like a, a backbench character in most uh, situation comedies. <laughs> That was John Fiedler. Well, uh, John Delaney uh, looks just like him. <laughs> and that's about all I can say about John Delaney. And this other guy, I'd like to know what the hell he was doing there. This Steve Bullock. 
Why was he on the Democratic debate? He is a fucking Republican, man. Why was he on in the Democratic? Why is he running for Democratic president? Who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. <laughs> Bullocks. That's what I say to Steve Bullock. Uh, <laughs> he's up there. Well, my uh, my son had a, a health problem, and uh, thank God we've got great insurance because he's fine now. Okay. Well, good night, everybody, and thanks for showing up, Mr. Bullock. Oh, and the questioning, the question was all slanted towards Bernie Sanders. Congressman, what do you think about uh, Bernie Sanders being a left-wing freak weirdo? How do you feel about that, sir? And I'll give uh, Bernie two seconds to respond. Or <laughs> the other question is, uh, Mr. Delaney, uh, you're worth $65 million. Is that correct? Yes. Now, don't you think that Bernie Sanders should die because he's a socialist? <laughs> yes, that's how the questions were worded. And it was it was set up like it wasn't a game show. It was like a, a Super Bowl event. Live from Detroit, here we have the debaters. Get the fuck. Live from Detroit. Yeah. This is politics. This is our lives. This is business. This is serious shit. This is not something to play games with. And, and they're turning it into a game. It's too serious right now in these times to be doing this. And you wonder why the production is the way it is, why they present it as a uh, reality show or a, a sports event. Uh, let me tell you who the political editor is for CNN. They just hired, not too long ago, Sarah Eisger. I guess that's the pronunciation, although it rhymes with uh, Eisner. And she is a former Trump spokesperson for the Justice Department. So they hired a Trumper at CNN. Uh, Biden was supposed to be the uh, champion debater and come out on top. He came out last, in my opinion, and most everybody else. He stumbled, he bumbled, he fumbled. He, he you know, all of his policies and everything he's done politically, with the exception of the gay marriage thing back in 2015. Now, that was it. That was the only thing that updated him from the 1960s. He's still living in the six, talk about a 50-year gap. Even further back, maybe, in his case. He doesn't know what a website is. He doesn't know that was a texting uh, thing that uh, actually the DNC uses a lot. You could take it from me because uh, I had to block a lot of it. Uh, when you get texts that are uh, promoting candidates you're voting for, that kind of pisses me off. It's like, leave me alone, okay. So it was uh, far and away. Warren and Sanders took both nights. Nobody topped them. And, and then uh, you have the... <laughs> hey, I'm going to get to this. Andrew Yang. He puts the yin in the yang. And no matter what the problem we're having in this country, he's got the solution. Everybody gets $1,000. He's like uh, Oprah's Marianne Williamson, although uh, Oprah would have to do it. You get a Pontiac. Everybody gets a Pontiac. I was surprised that Yang didn't say, if everybody looks under their seats, there'll be $1,000. That's okay. Who wouldn't want $1,000 a month? But what else has he got? They asked him about foreign policy. Well, if uh, everybody got $1,000 a month, that, the foreign policy will be fine. What about health care? Won't need it anymore. Everybody gets $1,000 a month. And one thing I got to say about health care, 
uh, and and I'll, I'll simplify with they won't simplify the, the candidates, all of them won't simplify this. And it's very simple. Medicare for all. Yeah, your taxes are going to go. Your taxes are going to go up. The what is the average premium between uh, eight hundred and two thousand a month? A month. Well, if they take that away and you pay eight hundred to two thousand a year, just a year. Why that ain't so bad if you break it down over twelve months now, is it? And nobody is explaining it that way. And, and it's beyond me. Well, they're just going to get rid of all the insurance companies and uh, government is going to take over your health care and, and have a happy day. That's all we have to say about it. Well, how are you going to pay for it? Uh, well, we're going to have to increase the, the taxes in the middle class. Oh, you can't do that because that sounds so scary. So please don't explain any further. If you're paying 800 to $2,000 a month in insurance premiums. Wouldn't it be nicer if you only had to pay that once a year? Actually, that's all any of the candidates have to say. Any of the candidates, of course, who are for Medicare for All or uh, government health care. I am. I, I'd, much, I'd put my trust in someone on the phone regarding my health problems uh, who's accountable to a government-appointed doctor as opposed to some coffee-stained idiot in a cubicle. I'd take that any day. Because that's what you get now. If you have insurance, regular corporate insurance, and you call them for whatever the problem is, you're going to get some coffee-stained asshole in a cubicle. Oh, I trust my health to the coffee-stained idiot in that uh, cubicle over anybody else that would take over my health care. I, I put my life... And that coffee-stained asshole's hands. They won't say it, and I don't know why. But on the second night, Biden failed miserably. But you wouldn't know it by the, the post-game commentary afterwards. Everyone, with the exception of a couple, Van Jones and somebody else, and some little blonde lady who I don't know who that is. Uh, they were saying both uh, Bernie and uh, Elizabeth uh, took both nights. Nobody else came close. Not even Kamala. And Biden, it was a disaster. But no, you wouldn't know it listening to the commentary. Of, Biden was wonderful. He emerged the champion of both of He is the king. He's going to be the... Uh, yeah. And it was so obvious after all. How can you watch that and come away saying, he was great. Boy, he really shut them all down. He went, abu, And his safety word was Obama. But what I really want to know is this. Why is Kamala channeling the 2008 Hillary primary campaign? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, let me refresh your memory. In the 2008 primary, Hillary was running against Obama. And if you think racism is bad now, let me refresh your memories. Among Democrats... Okay, 2008. You want to hear what a Hillary supporter said in 2008? I have the audio right here. And quite frankly, the attitude for Hillary supporters hasn't changed much in 11 years. Proud to be an older American woman. Where are you from? New York City. Hillary State. The best nominee that's possible. And the Democrats are throwing the election away. For what? An inadequate black male? 
who would not have been running had it not been a white woman that was running for president. And I'm not going to shut my mouth anymore. I can be called white, but you can't be called black. That's not my America. It's equality for all of us. It's about time we all stood up for it. I'm no second-class citizen. And God damn the Democrats. Where are you from? I'm from Manhattan. I just said what my name is. Why? Why would you like my name? Maybe you're the CIA, the FBI? We couldn't even find out where this convention was being held. Yeah, my name is Harry Christian. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. I came here for the vote of every American. And our Democratic Party threw us down the tubes. I was a second-class citizen before, now I'm nothing. Why? Because they want to do what they want to do. And they think we won't turn and vote for McCain. Well, I got news for all of you. McCain will be the next president of the United States. <laughs> Why is she channeling that old campaign thing? It's 3 a.m. The phone rings. What are you going to do? And uh, I did bits about it back in 2008. And I wasn't the only one. And they pretty much all sounded like this. It's 3 a.m. and your children are safe and asleep. Something's happening in the world. Your vote will decide who answers that call. Hello? 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 (coughs) Who's this? This is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton? Why are you calling me at 3 o'clock in the morning? I am terrific and I... Hillary, I'm sleeping. And right now I am leading in the popular vote. More Americans have voted for me. Hey, I'm going to hang up because i got to go to sleep. This is nowhere near over. This conversation is over and now I'm definitely not voting for you. I'm going to stay in until... Damn. I was having a dream with Heidi Klum in it. Now that you called, I got you stuck in my mind, and it's just not going to be the same. I am more determined than ever to carry on. Hillary, this is the third night in a row that you've waken me up. Every single day. How long is this going to go on? For the next hundred years, if that's what it took. Take a deep breath and get a good night's sleep. (laughs) I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. It's 4.35 a.m., and the Clintons are fast asleep after a long evening of dirty campaigning. The phone is ringing. Who will answer it? Who? Who will answer it? Hello? Mr. Ex-President? Mr. Former President? Who's calling? I'm a super delegate. Well, hey there. What's your name? I don't have to tell you, and I don't want to. Well, let me ask you, are you going to vote for my wife? No, I'm not going to vote for your wife. Well, why not? She's a monster. Hmm. Aside from that. For starters, she's tearing a Democratic Party apart. She's endorsed by right-wing maniacs and attributing 35 years of marriage to you as experience? Not to mention she's turning her campaign into a racial race. So you'd rather vote for that dark feller? Yes! Now listen here, we gotta keep the White House white. That's what made America what it is today. Yeah. Now wait a minute, look at all the great things white presidents have done for this country. Take a good hard look at the great job they've done. Yeah. Well, you got a point. You know what? Go vote for the dark feller. So Kamala's using, uh, adopting that as her campaign. What she call it? The 3 a.m. agenda. 
<laughs> okay. All right. All right. And the moderators, at the end, uh, no, it wasn't Jake Tapper. It was uh, Chris Cuomo doing the color. He was doing the sideline color. Well, what do you think about that last play you guys just put in there? Oh, God. It looks like uh, Sanders is down. He's down. We might be able to get another 10 seconds out of this debate. Oh, please. The fuck is wrong with you, CNN? Well, uh, yeah, there's Fox News, but you guys got CNN and MSNBC. We got shit. We've got nothing in terms of television. Fucking clown show, CNN. And Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper was hitting the, doing all the anti-Bernie stuff. What do you think, Senator, that Bernie Sanders is a, a creep and a weirdo and a socialist? Do you agree that he's a socialist and should only die by Thursday? Hey, Jake, why don't you go on uh, Colbert uh, tomorrow night and uh, do a little soft shoe, a little stand-up shtickloch? Because, uh, after all, it's not about the news. It's not about journalism. What it's all about is showbiz, baby. You don't want to be a reporter. You want to be a star. I think that's endemic of all of the uh, uh, so-called reporters they have on uh, TV. It's not about the news, journalism, or anything else. It, they they want to be a, a star. Ooh. Isn't that right, Jake Tapper? You should see this guy. He's on uh, Colbert. The View. He's on daytime TV. He's all over the place. He's just uh, tapping his shoes and doing a little show. And uh, Hey, everybody, I'm Jake Tapper. Uh, can you want me? He doesn't sing, though. That he does not do. But I'll bet if he could, he would. Because it's all about showbiz, baby. Yeah. The cameras, the lights, the stars. And not, oh, news? Oh, well, yeah, that, that comes last. That's the kind of uh, liberal news we've got. The objective reporting side. Don't you think Bernie is a douchebag? Don't you think Bernie should be hung? Yeah. And he still came out on top. Got to hand it to him. He did a good job. Even if he waved his heart. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I will wave my hands in a, a motion like a spider monkey. That's that's what Stephen Colbert did. I am a spider monkey. The waving of the hands is a Jewish thing that the Misha Goyim don't understand. And I think it's endearing with, when he moves his hands. At least he has uh, normal-sized hands to move, as opposed to uh, you-know-who. I only watched the highlights of the second debate. I couldn't take any more to CNN uh, dog and pony show. I, I just couldn't. Oh, and we had the, uh, what's her name? Marianne Faithful. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Did I say Marianne Faithful? It is the evening of the day. I sat and watched the children play. Smiling faces I can see. No, I got it all wrong. I didn't mean Marianne Faithful. I'm talking about Marianne, uh, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. With her healing crystals and creams and lotions. A, a rich woman who is running for president on Oprah's tab. Yeah. 
Though I get confused, is it Marianne Faithful? Although this sounds more like the type of music you would hear under her wind chimes, uh, Marianne Williamson. She can cure all <laughs> under a giant orb of love. That's the, uh, the comedy part of the uh, Democratic race to the White House. She is the, uh, no, I would have to say uh, the Lincoln Chafee of this group <laughs> would be uh, John Delaney. Mr. Excitement, Mr. Thrills. And please, somebody explain to me what the fuck Steve Bullock was there. Why was he there? Now, so this is uh, Marianne Faithful, not to be confused with uh, Marianne Williamson. <laughs> well, wait a minute, there's an idea for a new movie. Uh, some Indian guy wakes up and uh, Marianne Faithful never existed. Mick Jagger never existed. Uh, so, but he knows. This guy remembers. They, so he uh, starts recording early Stones songs and, uh, and gives it to his girlfriend to sing and uh, calls herself Mary and Faithful. And then she uh, files her paperwork with the DNC to run for president <laughs> and will make the world uh, a loving place with uh, healing crystals and uh, wind chimes. Oh, and speaking of wind chimes, Erin Burnett got her hair re-dyed, and she must have had somebody pointing a fan at her because it was like blowing. Well, see, like I didn't know if she was moderating or modeling because her hair was gently blowing in the breeze as the camera went to her. Uh, these things I know. <laughs> and Erin, uh, put your hair back. It looked great before. That was your best feature. She had great hair, and then she goes, she ruins it. She doesn't look good blonde. It's too light. Too light, Aaron. And turn off the fan. You're not fooling anyone. There's no breeze in the studio. The only breeze in the studio would be if somebody farted. So, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You want to get things done properly, you take it to the streets. Of course, I know that won't happen here. We'll never have a general strike in this country because that would require people to get up and uh, do stuff. Oh, there's something more important on their phone. Or there's something they don't want to miss on the television. Uh, we're lazy. We're lazy, fat, and uh, complacent. That's the United States of America. Because uh, if you see what happened in Puerto Rico, you could see how effective, how quickly you can achieve change with a general strike. They were threatening a general strike, and they would have followed through uh, to get rid of this... Uh, corrupt governor that was uh, taking all the money that uh, FEMA did send them and, uh, I don't know, bought a Ferrari or something. Millions of people in the streets and uh, they demanded he resign. And what did he do? He resigned. And if you want this fat douchebag to resign, that's just as effective as well. Everybody calling the uh, Democratic representatives to, tell, to uh, get them to move to impeach, somebody reminded those people that they do work for us. And that's how it should be. That's what the Constitution says up and down and all around it. And it worked really good in Puerto Rico. And now, uh, I don't know what's going on there now, but uh, the mayor of Puerto Rico, uh, uh, Carmen Cruz, who you've seen uh, everywhere. You see her on uh, late night TV. You saw her on Bill Maher. She was on Colbert. Uh, it looks like she's going to be the uh, next governor. Nobody else wants the job, so it only makes sense it's her. But what really put them over the top, and this is, what I, this is what I found interesting, because at one time, he was all the rage in his country, and he kind of like fizzled out like you know most pop stars do, but he's still 
quite famous in Puerto Rico. And I'm, I'm referring to, of course, Ricky Martin. I'm queer, that's my admission. I'm a fag who likes chin ball. I'm here to confirm this mission. It's fact, but that's not all. I'll do anything that moves as long as it's alive. It don't matter to me if it's girls or if it's guys. But I prefer a thick brown eye. Inside brown eye, I slide in a libido bedlova. Listening to the Brit Summer Show on 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN, we have reached the halfway point to the future, which will bring you the second half. But you have to go online to that to use our futuristic uh, phones <laughs> and and uh, our bubbleistic cars. Boy, uh, you know, <laughs> if somehow someone said, "Here's a blank check to buy any car you want." You know, I wouldn't know what to tell them. There's really nothing I desire out there. <clears throat> Chevy's killing off the Camaro, but that's for another show. Or they want to kill it off. I haven't done it yet. They're targeting 2024 to stop building the Camaro. For for a real dumb reason, but well, I'll get to that later. Anyway, thanks to everybody on the ground for tuning in. That wraps it for this week on uh, the first portion of my show. You're welcome to join me on the other side. And if not, uh, I'll see you here again next week. On 95.3 FM, 1470 WWNN. It's Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. What the hell is she playing? Dinah Washington is what I'm playing, and this is my show. And if you don't like my show, then cock the hoist. Yes, it's Dinah Washington from 1962, and this tasty tune from back in the optimistic days. Come and take a trip in my rocket ship. Okay. We'll have a lovely afternoon. Kiss the world goodbye, and away we'll fly. Destination moon. We'll travel fast as a light till we're out of sight. The earth will be like a toy balloon. What a thrill you'll get riding on my jet. A destination moon. We'll go up, 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 up. Straight to the moon, we too. High in the starry blue. 
A supersonic a honeymoon Leave your cares below Pull the switch, let's go A destination moon Summer Show on FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFlowRadio.com. Tune in, Stitcher, Patreon, Google something. I'm on there. <laughs> and uh, TheBritSummerShow.com, of course, which uh, also takes you to the back door of SoundCloud. And uh, there you'll have all the free downloads, thanks to the kind donations of my listeners. It was not a big story, but there was a, a hearing with uh, one of the, uh, I guess it was the chief, I'm the chief, of the Border Patrol. Uh, it was uh, it was hard to tell, but it was a woman. Kind of looked like Michael Moore, only with slightly bigger tits. And she admitted she was one of the uh, tweeters, or, or whatever you call it, uh, that were uh, harassing AOC, passing Photoshop pictures of her around. Uh, in a disgusting way, uh, because if anything, uh, Republican men who can't get an attractive young Puerto Rican woman, uh, they're frustrated. Republican men are frustrated because they can't smell AOC's shoes. They they would give their lives to uh, sniff her shoes. You can't have her, Republicans. So go back where you came from. Why don't you go back to New York, you wop bastard? You redneck, mouth-breathing morons. You maggots. That's what a Republican is today. And this woman is up to testify. Freely admitting, yeah, yeah. I joined in the uh, trashing session of a congresswoman, yeah. And I'm Border Patrol, so I guess it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, because you are the new Stasi. You are the new brown shirts. ICE, Border Patrol, all of you with rap sheets. All you ex-cons putting on a costume with a badge on it. I'm an official of the federal government and I'm here to keep you safe. Get the, get the fuck out of here. You're not a cop. You're not a soldier. You ain't shit. You're wearing a costume. And you might as well wear a costume on Halloween uh, dressed up as Gabe Kaplan for all that means. The only difference between you and a mall cop is that you carry a gun. I don't think mall cops carry a gun. 
But you're you're, you're lower than a, a, a wacky putt's uh, security guard, a rent-a-cop. Talk about trash. The lowest of the low, the garbage. They get a job as uh, Border Patrol or uh, ICE. Or how did I say it on Telemundo? ICE. I wanted to hear the, the pushback from the Republicans. Is Yeah, but there's a lot of Hispanic uh, Border Patrol agents, too. There's just as many Border Patrol agents that are Hispanic. Yeah, well, there are Republican Jews, too, which is kind of like being a Jew for Hitler, uh, a Jew for uh, Jesus. Uh, it, it makes no sense, but people hate themselves that much. That's right, goddammit, I belong in a concentration camp. That's what a Republican Jew thinks, too. I, I don't mind a gash hour. I'm a Republican. And, of course, they'll never do anything like that. <laughs> to me, they're my friends. It says right there in the Chiron, Fox and Friends. They're my friends. But you know what, nobody, and even in the debates, no one brought this up. Now there's up to, the, the figure now is... Up to 4,200 stolen uh, kids. Talk about human trafficking. The Republican Party specializes in that. Isn't that right, Moscow Mitch, with your uh, cocaine cowgirl wife? No one's talking about the uh, DeVos-owned adoption centers where they're harvesting these kids away from their parents. Yeah, they're in the concentration camps, but they're also being uh, farmed out to adoption these good, 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 good Jesus-loving Christian centers, adoption centers. And uh, no one's talking about the human trafficking going on. And they're using this as a measure to dissuade people from coming here. It goes way beyond that. This is a criminal activity that these that CCA, these private prisons, are, are engaging in. It's human trafficking. And of course, when you're Christian, you can be a human trafficker. And on Sunday, you can accept Jesus into your heart and you are forgiven and go on your merry way. And, and continue doing your bad things, but you're a Christian. It's okay, it's okay. Here's a pat on the head from Jesus. This shit's going on. And nobody, the media... The debates, the campaigns, nobody's talking about it. Except, I, where do I get it from? Democracy Now. They've got no witnesses, they got the records, they got the people, they got the facts. It is going on, but nobody wants to talk about it. We don't want to talk about that. No, Christians don't do such things. Oh, let's be realistic. Oh, pshaw. <laughs> yeah, we're doing some low-down, dirty-ass things. This country. But what's on TV tonight? Oh, I hope I program my TiVo. Oh, wait a minute. I got to do some texting. Uh, let me uh, do some uh, face imaging on Facebook. <laughs> We've, we were busy little people with lots of things to do. Lots of meaningless things to do. Yeah, this is going on and, and nobody cares. So keep up the good work, CNN. Bashing people who could help in servitude to your uh, sponsorship. And Bernie called them out on that. Oh, and they got very indignant. <laughs> he said, you are going to run a pharmaceutical ad. And they did. <laughs> and and a fossil fuel ad. It's not that the reporters are coming up. They're, they're being told to come up with this type of questioning. Uh, and the, the thinly veiled as uh, news and important stuff. No, they're trying to assassinate Bernie Sanders. 
It's not like 2016. No, here's what they've learned in the last two years since then, uh, or three years. This is what they've learned. Uh, you don't have to black him out. You have to destroy him. We're now living in the Trump age, and that's how it works. You don't just ignore. You destroy him. And you got to hand it to him. And you give him the ageist thing and all that. I'm the first one to say he's going to need a much younger uh, running mate. I don't want to mention uh, Booty Booty. Uh, whether you like him or not, he's uh, he's good. He's brilliant. And uh, he would uh, bring youth to the ticket. I'd like to see, you know, <laughs> being a purist, uh, Sanders Warren. But uh, I don't know. That'd be good, too. Uh, Warren, 69. Yeah, that, that would work. I wouldn't call it a, a youth ticket, but yeah, go ahead. And those uh, unmentionables that were on the, the, the bait stage, it's like, why why even why even bother fucking thinking about this uh, Lincoln Chafee wannabe uh, John Delaney? <laughs> Suds Coleman, who recently passed away, had the greatest line about Lincoln Chafee. Uh, he said, well, I guess he's going to go back to making rotisserie chicken at Publix. <laughs> and, I, and I think since then, that's what he's been doing. And that's what John Delaney should do. Only he should buy a Publix and eat the uh, rotisserie chicken and leave us all alone and go away with your boring, pasty white middle-aged man face that looks just like John Fiedler. Oi! You have been listening to The Brit Summer Show on thebritsummershow.com. FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, SkyHawkRadio.com. And I want to thank everybody for their kind donations. And as you can see, it works. I got another show out this week and uh, maybe have another one next week. I've got some uh, logistic uh, problems I have to overcome, but uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll finger it out. So remember, it's the BritSummerShow.com and my donate button. That supplements the cost of having all of those uh, free downloads that are hundreds and thousands of downloads on uh, SoundCloud. And they are there for you for free. And while I'm at it, I want to give a special thank you to uh, my show sponsor, Ernie. Oh! One other thing, if you don't have money, you can't afford to send anything, which, you know, my birthday was a few weeks ago, and I'm like, everybody puts this thing up. For my birthday, I would like everybody to donate to my favorite charity and good cause. I decided to leave people alone. You should want to be bought. I am begging enough on this show. Why Why would I do that? I'm not that shameless, okay? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll beg on here. But if you don't, if you can't afford it and whatever, and you enjoy the show, uh, just promote it. Just uh, send the link around. That's free. It's a great way of saying thanks. And you can hear behind me the uh, lonely sax player in the subway, which is what I feel like. It's what all podcasters feel like. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, (laughs) So that's the way I see the world from here. And I'm going to close the show a little differently this week. I found something online that uh, was like finding a buried treasure. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Stan Freeberg fan. And this, uh, what you're about to hear, is from the uh, National Association of Broadcasters. I guess it was a demo record, a very clean mix. And it features the voice of Sarah Vaughn, Miss Sarah Vaughn, for those of you who don't know who that is. She was one of the greatest singers of all time, uh, next to Ella Fitzgerald and uh, so many others. But uh, yes, yeah, Sarah Vaughn performs on this uh, with, the, with an orchestra arranged by 
none other than Quincy Jones. Who? Yeah, Quincy Jones and Sarah Vaughn. And I'll see you next week. Who listens to radio? That go where you go medium called radio. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight. And in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh Who listens to radio? No matter if it's summer, winter, spring or fall. 